This podcast episode is week 14 of the College Chats series. This week we're talking about co-op college experiences, which is short for cooperative education. So if you're interested in that, definitely keep listening. Enjoy the episode. The What is this? Week 14? I think this is week 14 of College Chats. This means this has been 14 weeks of these conversations. Um, today we have Olivia, who also, if you guys could connect the dots, happens to be my sister. So there is a little bit of nepotism in here, I will admit. Um, but nevertheless, the content remains the same. And what the content is, is really just chatting about every aspect of college experience, um, namely today about a co-op. So what is a co-op? If you can do a co-op, why you should do a co-op, um, and why you might not do a co-op, and whether it's right for you. Um, so to kind of help piece that together, um, I asked my sister, Olivia, um, who can introduce herself right now, um, but she is a she is a upcoming junior um, in Jackson University, um, and she's currently on her co-op, um, which she's going to get into a little more details with so far. So with that being said, Olivia, can you just tell everybody, um, I know I said it for everybody, but just say what college you're in, um, what your major is, um, and what co-op you're doing right now. That's how we'll get this started. Yeah, of course. So my name is Olivia. I'm a pre-junior at Drexel University. I'm actually doing a co-op at uh, Drexel University within the department called the Office of Lifelong Learning. And my role is the operations coordinator. So at, co uh, at Drexel University, 90% uh, of students are matched with a company or an organization where they are working full time for six months and getting real life work experience. So during my time there, I, ha I have learned how to manage finances. I have learned how to uh, you know, market and get more people enrolled in various classes. I have learned how to organize classes, get classes approved for professional development, how to organize programs with program owners and educators all around the world. And as a result of my experience, I have, uh, you know, been able to get accepted positions from great companies like uh, Co-op, Pfizer, etc. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of uh, a little bit of a background about me. So one more time, what are your two majors that you're doing right now? I am an MIS and a marketing major. So what does MIS stand for? Management Information Systems. So Management Information Systems is essentially coding, um, but it's a, sp a specific type of coding. So JavaScript, uh, C Sharp, um, and I think that's pretty much it. And with those two coding languages, you are solving data security systems. So during my co-op, I actually, uh, with one of my uh, team members, helped code a program to automate our marketing process on Instagram. So that you know, having that background uh, definitely was helpful. So we have the first question in the chat, which is, what is a co-op? So I know we, we kept we dived straight into what you were doing, but we want to take a couple steps back and just for somebody that has never heard the term co-op before, how would you describe it to them? Uh, co-op is when you are working full-time six months at a company or organization. So oftentimes if you go to, you know, uh, another school, maybe like Harvard or Penn State or, you know, UPenn, which are great schools, um, you are, you know, typically, you know, going there for the entire year. And, uh, 
you know, getting like school credit. And if you want to do an internship, that's on your own time, right? But the great thing about Drapsol is that they have a six month co-op program where you work full time at an established company or at an established organization and you're getting paid for that full time work experience while getting work experience. Um, so instead of an internship where you do it for three months on your own time, you have to search the internship yourself. A co-op is an actual part of the curriculum and you are getting paid for it and you're working full time uh, for six months. Got it. So for for um, everybody's information, like what, which colleges have a co-op? Do all colleges have co-ops? The only two colleges that have co-ops in the country are Drexel University and Northeastern University. So what made you want to choose, is, is that a big reason why you chose Drexel? Yes, the co-op reason was a huge reason because I know so many students who went to Drexel University saying that the reason why they got their job and how they got their job at these really, you know, well-established, reputable companies was because of their co-op program. Like without Drexel University, they would not have gotten the co-op positions that they would have. So that was a huge reason. So you go to school for one, you've gone to school for one year and then your second. So when you when you do your co-op, is that the same for everybody? Is it always your second year of high second year of college when you take six months off and start working full time or is it different for everybody? It's different. Uh, most people do the five, uh, the three year, the five, the five year uh, three co-op program where you do co-op for about five years. And then at the end of those five years, um you are doing three co-ops one in your uh, sophomore year pre-junior year uh junior year and then your freshman and senior year you do no co-ops the other option um i think only 25 percent of students do this because the second option you get a lot of work experience the set the, the other option is you only go to school for four years and you have one co-op experience which means you're only getting six months of co-op experience versus one year of co-op experience so you are having you, you can either have six months of co-op experience or a year and a half, but separated by six months of co-op experience. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So what do you plan on doing? So I plan after this co-op working for Comcast um, or, uh, you know, NBC Universal. Um, and yeah, um, I mean, I don't have any plans specifically as to where I'm going to work, but that's my goal. And we'll we'll see where it takes me. So what do you think? is it is it easy for everybody to get a co-op in drexel so you you suppose your second year of college you're like hey like i really want to work for six months at this great company is it guaranteed that everybody's going to get a job yes um so just for you know clarification so obviously during covid 19 everything got messed up i think when i check with the um, office of career counseling only 70 percent of students got co-ops but before then 98 percent of students get co-ops so at drexel university it's almost impossible for a student not to get a co-op um but obviously during covid uh it was still pretty high most people got co-ops but it was around like 70 to 80 percent versus 98 percent um so why do you think that only two schools do it? I mean, you'd think that if this is such a great program, other colleges would pick it up. Why do you think more colleges haven't done it? That's actually a great question. Um, I, I mean, I think it's it's integral to the Drexel model. So just provide some background. AJ Drexel was not a uh, individual who believed, you know, in the college experience. He was a working man. I don't even, ironically, I don't even think he went to college himself. But You're when talking he about the founder of Drexel, right? 
Yeah, but when he founded Draxel, his idea was to essentially create a school where people that are working full time can get more work experience, right? Like he, his main emphasis was work experience. And I don't know about the founder Ford Northeastern, but for Draxel University, I think the model was developed by someone who really believed in the in, in the value of real work experience. Um, and I, primarily because you know he was a successful businessman without having you know a traditional college education degree, right? So I think it has to do a lot with the history and the foundation, but more schools should do it. And I don't know why, honestly. I feel like it should even be mandatory in state schools because having that one-year wor work experience, I mean, actually, no, I take that back. Having that one-year work experience, I guess it's good that it's only in two schools because if you go to those sc two schools, you have such a huge advantage when it comes to networking, opportunities, uh, you know, be a uh, work experience on your resume, et cetera. Um, but ideally, more schools should do this, and I don't know why more schools don't do this. So you're saying is that you don't know why more schools don't do this, but it's actually good that only two schools do it because that means that there are more opportunities for people who are in college to have these internship opportunities. Exactly. And also a majority of them are paid, which is, I think, really huge. Um, I've talked with a lot of students from other universities and even, you know, universities like Stanford or Harvard or Yale, depending on what field you're in, it's even hard to find paid internships. Right. So the great thing about Drexel is that regardless of the field that you're in, you're guaranteed a paid opportunity, which I think is really nice. So do you think that so you said that most of them are paid, which implies that some co-op experience are not paid, correct? Um, I would say very few. Uh, majority of the students that go to Drexel will take a paid club internship. I think it's like 90% and then maybe the 10% are so paid. So why do you think, sorry, go, somebody is saying something? No, I, one thing, one thing I was going to ask is why, why do you think it's so important that uh, college students um, are paid for the work that they do? So, you know, like you said that most internships opportunity that exist within most colleges or unpaid internships. Um, the idea is that like you earn experience. That's what you're earning. So why do you think it's so important that um, these co-op experiences are all paid for students? I think it's really important that all these experiences are paid for students because when you're at school, it's really important to pay off your debt. And also you're going to have a better internship if it's paid. Right. So if you are at a school where you're doing a three month unpaid internship, which I see quite happen often a lot, you're likely not going to get hired from that position. You're likely not going to pay off your school debt. And in addition, you are you're not like not likely to have a great co-op experience in general. So it's really important for anyone that's looking for a position. All Always look for paid positions minimum you know $15 an hour because if they are paying you that much you're they likely to take you seriously and you have an important role to do so you're not taking any classes for the six months that you're on a co-op you don't take any classes yes right? that's correct you're only working full-time the best part about it is that if you can get a remote co-op obviously during the pandemic it's so flexible um, you can travel you can do whatever I think that's the best part about Drexel is that while there's so much opportunity and they have co-op in their schedule, it's very, very flexible, right? So obviously during the pandemic, most job opportunities are remote. And this is like the best time or to get a remote opportunity and travel and to really be on your own and, you know, experience life as an adult, which I don't think you can get if you're going to school full time in a dormitory and, you know, for four years. So I think this is, you know, for anyone that's doing a co-op program or at Drexel or any other university, this is the place to take advantage of it. So you don't pay Drexel any dues or any fees while you're on your co-op program. That's also another best part that I forgot to mention. So when you're at Drexel or like Northeastern or any other co-op program, you're not paying them anything, right? So let's say that you, um, I mean, I think the typical scholarship that a Drexel student gets is, 
you know, 40, anywhere from 30 to 40 grand. And obviously it's a very expensive school. And I think their prices are increasing. So it's like 70 grand, but like, but you're theoretically um, going to, but, but if you get a co-op, which is very, very likely um, while it's still, you know, expensive and, you know, unaffordable for some individuals, um, you're going to be going to be paying maybe like 10 grand, you know, per year when you're doing your five-year co-op program versus like 30 to 40 grand, right? So that's why the Drexel experience is so important. And also you're getting paid on top of that. So during that six month time period, you can already pay for your college tuition, which I think is the great aspect about it. So a full-time, so just to, to break that down number-wise, right? So suppose um, you go to a Drexel, um, you're right. So at Drexel, for everybody's information, it, tuition, room and board and tuition at Drexel is about 72,000 in total. But almost 95% of students that attend Drexel get um, a minimum of a $40,000 scholarship. So that means, let's say you're paying $30,000. Now, if you're doing a six-month co-op program, and you're earning a minimum of $15 an hour. Do you know if any co-op, are there any, are, is that like the minimum payment of co-ops, Olivia? There's no pay? minimum payment. Um, I would say the range is, I mean, there, I know there are like a few co-ops that people pay only like $12 an hour, but I would say most co-ops pay anywhere like minimum from like $16 an hour all the way up to like $35 an hour. So if, if, if you're working on the minimum, um, $15 an hour is a yearly salary after taxes of about 30000 but yeah, you're saying so you're, working... you're paying for your Drexel experience like year by year anyways. So, but you're only working six months, correct? Yes. So that would mean, so if a yearly salary on $15 an hour is $30,000, you'd six months, which is half the year would be about $15,000, right? So if you're working 40 hours a week, $15 an hour for six months of the year, um, you can expect your salary, your, your end payment after taxes to be around $15,000, Yeah. which is if we're talking is, is paying for half of your tuition, correct? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Got it. And and you're saying is that there is even and also a most students get more like aid, right? Like I know students who are, you know, like their entire tuition, including like room board and everything, is only like fifteen thousand dollars. So when you even do half of that, like their co-op covers entirely for it. So it's really important. Obviously, not everyone's uh, financial position is the same, but it's really important to take a look at you know, how much tuition is, you know, the other individuals giving you minimum, you know, what you should be expected to pay by co-op, again, would be probably like $15 an hour, but there's no guarantee. Um, and then from there, see if the finances work out for you. Most likely you're going to get paid when you go to Drexel University in a co-op position. But again, there's no like 100% guarantee. There's maybe like a 95% guarantee, but not 100%, right? So that's also something to take into consideration. Um, so do you think that all, um, in, in terms of searching for a co-op, how does how does one go go about doing that? So suppose you're looking at Drexel, you've chosen your you've chosen your major, and you're like, hey, what next? So how does somebody go about choosing their co-op? Yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, typically they have an online portal system, and um, from there you can apply through jobs. But also another thing that people don't tell you is that most of the job market is hidden, right? So most of the job opportunities that are available are like 90% of them are not going to be posted online. So what I did is that I networked with as many people as possible. Um, and I also got opportunities from positions which weren't publicly posted online, right? So that's not necessarily a co-op related thing. So Drexel has a, um, you know, online system where you can, uh, as, like essentially apply for co-ops but also what's really really important how i got also really great co-op positions that i just networked with people uh learned about their company provided value and they even created positions for me and provided me salaries even for jobs that weren't 
you know, originally there, but just because they wanted me on their team, right? So that's also really important uh, when it comes to job searching. The job market is, is hidden. That's the biggest tip no one told me. I thought you just had to apply for like a bunch of jobs and get rejected by them. I mean, you should do that too. But in addition, just to increase your pool, you also want to be networking as many people as possible, as many recruiters as possible. And, you know, even if they don't post any positions, just be like, hey, if I could provide X value to the company or, you know, if, if I know someone that's in X position, you know, do you think we can work something out? And if you provide value and they like you enough, they will offer you a position paid for something that wasn't even there in the first place. Um, so that's something that I wish someone told me a while back. So this is all separate of a co-op though, right? Well, I, um, uh, so for example, like, do you have to get, so for example, a co-op is a job with a company. So suppose in my second year of Jexel, I say, yeah. Hey, I want to work six months at Microsoft because I connected with this random person on LinkedIn and yeah. he offered me a six month paid position. Is that so you can do that. will work out the credits for you. So that's the great thing about Drexel is that if you apply outside the system, we can still work that out. A lot of students just mostly apply in the system because that's most convenient. But if you really like like another company, you network with a recruiter or you know the owner, and they offer you a full time you know like paid position for six months, you can also work that out as well. Um, they're very very flexible. There again, there's an approval process, but as long as you do it, you should be good. So you, you mentioned something about college credits. So do you have to do you have to do a co-op in order to graduate? Yes, you do. Um, you have to do a co-op in order to graduate because that's part of the Drexel experience. So when you say college credit, do you know how many credits? Well, you, you don't have to. I mean, you could go to Drexel and not do a co-op, but like it would make it wouldn't make sense to go to Drexel. You would go to Drexel for the co-op experience. So how much like how many college credits do you get? Like where do the college credits contribute to in the end? Um, I believe so. I don't know exactly how much college credits like are contributed to, but I know that you do get, you know, an entire six months worth of college credits. I'll have to check on my end. Got it. Got it. So at the end of the year, you'll have your six months of college credit, which mm -hmm. is you going to college, and then the six months of just co-op experience that counts towards your overall credit uh, credit criteria in order to graduate. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So how about like when if 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 you aren't as um, you know, active on LinkedIn, um, and if you're not networking with a ton of cool people, um, do you have anybody at Drexel or at these colleges that offer co-ops that help you like find these people? What do you, so are you being career counselors? Yeah. So what is a career counselor? Yeah. So the so I'm just going to be fully honest and transparent, obviously, since it's a live chat, um, some of the career counselors, uh, you know, uh, intimately know that the recruiters, some of them don't, right? So my personal suggestion always is to go to all the networking events that are located on Drexel's campus. I personally wouldn't go to the career counselor to connect with another recruiter because their job is just to look at students' resumes. Like they're not interacting with recruiters all day, right? So this is my biggest suggestion. And this is what someone I, I wish someone told me a while back. Whenever you network up with a recruiter, you don't want to go in there with the mindset like, hey, I'm, I'm going to be nice to you. I'm going to talk you up because they can sense that they know that all these people are vying for these, you know, six figure positions and that everyone's just trying to be nice to them and be on their good side or, you know, relate to them on some level to get that position. Right. 
So how I got all my offers in my positions was that I networked with recruiters. I just provided them value for like two months. I didn't mention that I wanted to work at the company. I didn't mention that I wanted to be there. I was just like, hey, I think that you're doing something really interesting and cool. Um, you know, I noticed that there's this one thing that's missing and I have an idea that can solve for it. And I just provided value for two weeks straight. And then uh, two weeks later, I asked if there was any positioning. And this is really important because what I find a lot is that a lot of these career counselors are offering the same advice to all the students and then there's no way for you to stand out, right? So the best way for you to stand out is to provide something that's uniquely of value for two weeks straight, stay in touch with them, take them out for coffee um, and don't ask for anything in return. And then after those two weeks, you 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 ask them for something. That's the can, best can way. A, can you give a concrete example of, of how that works? So when you say sure. provide value. Yeah. So I wanted to work at Comcast. Uh, there was a specific position that I wanted to apply for. And I knew that my co-op date was coming up. So I looked at all of the, you know, uh, recruiters on LinkedIn. Um, and I talked with as many students as possible that worked at Comcast previously. That's also a really great tip. And see if they could connect them with any of like their owners and managers, their recruiters, etc. cetera. Uh, I connected with uh, one of the recruiters and a position that I was applying for was in community management, um, and I would be essentially responsible for raising funds, spreading awareness about their diversity initiatives, um, etc. And I noticed uh, that there, there was something particular about their diversity initiative. Um, I can't remember exactly what it was back then, but I, but I, but I had an idea for how they can improve upon it and represent more diverse groups in a more effective way. Um, and I think this was primarily through telecommunication. So I presented that idea to them. I was like, hey maybe if you can create a brochure that you know represented you know more of you know comcast's uh you know x feature then maybe we can we can raise more donations and revenue that way right so that was my first initial pitch uh to the recruiter and from there uh i was offered the position right and this was all through communication of approximately you know two weeks just back and forth so i reached out to the recruiter my initial message was hey um, I really, uh, uh, this is my initial message was, hey, I really enjoyed the, uh, I, I, lo I looked at your position. I think it seems, you know, really interesting. I've looked at one of your di uh, diversity brochures. I think we can improve in X area. And this is my idea and thoughts for it. And then she was like, yeah, that seems really interesting. Um, and then from there, we went back and forth. And I was just providing like more and more value on any issues that came up. And then afterwards, I asked if I could apply for the position. Always build relationships first and then, you know, go for the like I would say the the fish I would say. So like that seems like I mean so does that always work because you are providing you we just talked about the importance of not working for free but this is you working for free correct? No not necessarily um I was providing value in the sense that I would essentially provide like maybe a one to two minute loom video providing you know like my advice on something right so i think what's important is that working for free would mean like you're doing like you're creating an actual brochure like an actual you know pdf for someone uh, with a comprehensive analysis on you know what like community or diversity initiatives they should donate to right i was not doing that in this case i was just merely suggesting and providing a very high level overview so i think it, it's related in some aspects but it was mostly just me providing you know, like two to five minutes of my advice, hopping on a couple of meetings, learning more about them, providing more advice on how, you know, like from my perspective, what initiatives they can prove on and then, you know, building that relationship because I mean, in all honesty, they're not going to, they're not going to me as a consultant, right? 
they I'm, I'm providing advice so I can showcase them my expertise and develop that rapport before the interview takes place. Got it. Got it. Do you, do you think so? Where did you end up getting your co-op then? After all this networking, where did that land you? So I got a co-op at Drexel University and I got a co-op offer at uh, Comcast. So where, where are you currently working? So I'm currently working at the Office of Lifelong Learning at Drexel University. So what do you and can you say one more time what you do? Yeah, of course. So I'm the operations coordinator and essentially my role is enrolling more individuals and in coordinating programs uh, for non-credit programs offered at the center. Got it. Got it. And do you think that is it is it sometimes difficult? Like, have you found that there are some co-ops that exist that don't directly correlate to one's major or are they usually pretty spot on? Um, so here's the thing, right? So applying for a co-op is pretty competitive, um, especially if you're competing with like second year or third year or fourth year students. But it's it is correlated, I would say, right? So typically, if you're a computer science major, you're gonna work at a computer science related co-op. I think for more like big majors, such as business or history, excuse me, you might be, uh, work at a you know a co-op or a company that doesn't directly correlate, but typically it does. So, what do you think the most challenging part of the co-op experience has been for you personally? Um. I mean, to be honest, my co-op has been pretty good in the sense that I've had a lot of flexibility. I've been able to learn a ton about my role and my responsibility. It really varies from co-op to co-op, right? So obviously, you know, there are people at Comcast that juggle a lot of projects and work. Uh, there are people at Comcast, you know, depending on the apartment that they're in, where they, you know, have different communication styles from their bosses. So I think it's more so just like learning how to adapt and understanding that your school environment and how you did projects or how you communicate with people is not going to be the same in the professional workplace. And also that perception is important, right? So even if you completed a product in a way which, you know, your bosses or your supervisors uh, suggested that you completed the project, you know, at the end of the day, because of their different perception, it may not be what they want it to be, right? So perception is also really important and really understanding who you're working with and not just, you know, I, I would say thinking in your head that, oh, because I did this and that, I should be in the good, you know, is really is, is something that's been uh, an integral lesson for me. So, no, that's, that sounds super, super cool. And I think that ties in with the, the follow-up, the obvious follow-up question is that what has been the best part of this co-op experience for you? Like, what is something about the co-op that you really, really appreciate for you personally and how it directs to your major and your goals? Yeah, um, I think what I really appreciate about my co-op specifically is I have I have a lot of great work experience in a ton of different areas like coding, marketing, um, organizational development, and I also have really flexible and great bosses, which has made a huge impact. So having great supervisors and having great bosses and having and also I have a lot of autonomy. Like I create my own projects, they approve them. There's nothing that they haven't approved. So I create the work experience that I want, and as a result, I'm able. I I'm confident that I'll be able to. Live and opportunities that I want to in the future. So how do you think the co-op experience is directly contributing to the, jo the job you want to have or the, the career you want to make? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think so. I want to primarily work in technology and marketing. And because I was able to learn how to code a specific software, which automates our entire marketing process, because I was able to learn organizational management by coordinating with program owners that are all around the United States for all these various programs. And because I was able to market all of these programs uh, through social media 
I'm, I have all of this experience where I'm able to land a position in marketing and technology in the future. And one thing for anybody that's listening, all this is like recorded and put out on, on our Notion website, but anybody that has questions right now, just free, feel free to put them in the chat um, and we'll pick them and, and throw them out there um, to Olivia. She just keeps on rolling out these uh, co-op experiences. And, and to, to follow up on how that's directly relating to your big vision, do you think that there are some students that are just not meant for a co-op? Like, do you think that there is ever a reason that somebody should not do a co-op? What do you think is for everybody? No, um, that's a great question. I think it really like if if, if you're more if you want to be in the in the like in, in the the working world, then you need to have a co-op. If you want to be in the academic world, not so much. Research is a lot more important, right? So it depends if if you want to work at a corporate job, if you want to have you know a nine to five job, or if if you want to start your own business. The cool thing about Drexel is I have an entrepreneurship co-op where you can just work on your business full time for six months and you get credit, right? So if you want to you know essentially be in the working world, then a co-op I think is necessary. But if you want to do more academic research, then honestly, I mean you can still do academic research as your co-op. That's an option, but you can do that at any other school, to be honest, right? So it really depends what you're looking for. Do you want to do more, um, you know, career, you know, related activities because you want a career at the end of your college experience, or do you want to go to grad school and become an academic? So yeah, I know that makes a lot of sense. So yeah, if you're if you want to you know be a PhD and you know um, research something a little more in depth, like the the history of like um, Sudanese medicine, right? You don't maybe necessarily need a co-op for that because that's just about you researching. But if you want to either work at Comcast, what about like people that want to go into the medical field or um, computer science field, law field, or is co-ops right for them as well? Yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, Drexel has their own separate program. Like, I know there's this one friend that I have that's doing, like, a, you know, conjunction law program. They also have a um, VSMD program where you're, where you essentially, you do your, um, your bachelor's and your, and your guaranteed admission into medical school. But that is, you, you would enroll in Drexel for those programs, not because they're co-op program, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. Because for those specific fields, like there's very there's a very niche you know academic route you have to take. And and one thing I wanted to elaborate on just a little bit more is that you said they have an entrepreneurship co-op. So for anybody that wants to like work on their own business, does working on their own business count toward their co-op credit? Yeah, there it is competitive. However, so um, if you want to apply for an entrepreneurship co-op, they essentially you have to apply with your business idea, how much capital you've raised, funding, and you're competing with other student businesses as well. I mean, just for clarification, like while there's enough opportunity for everyone, there is competition still involved, right? So, I mean, as as many positions, <laughs> I mean to be honest, I've been accepted to. I've probably been rejected like a thousand times more, right? So. That's something else to keep in mind. So yes, you can start your own business, but I just want you know clarification that it is competitive to get the entrepreneurship co-op. Like you have to have a solid business and team and you know financial plan in place before you get approved. And uh, the, so basically, all all the co-ops to some degree are competitive, right? Because there are maybe a hundred students at Drexel that want these five co-op opportunities at Comcast or Apple or something like that. Yeah, it is competitive, but at the same time, there's a lot of opportunity, right? So, like, even though, you know, there may be, like, 100 students that are applying for a position at Comcast, um, you know, you can, there's, like, 100 other positions, right? So, it's all about just applying to as many opportunities as you can and seeing what you get, to be honest. 
Yeah, no, and I definitely, I definitely think that right now, especially during COVID, there are so many more people that wanted to get onto the co-op experience that couldn't go onto the co-op experience. So it's definitely more challenging now more than ever. But as things start to even out, where was it, Northeastern or was it Northwestern? I always get those two confused. Which one has the co-op experience? Uh, Northeastern and Drexel. So Northeastern and Drexel. Yeah. And so where are both the schools located? Can you jog our memories? Yeah, so Northeastern is located in Boston. Drexel is located in Philadelphia. Got it. And Northeastern, what? They have like a 16% acceptance rate? Yeah, so Northeastern, here, let me check. I don't know. Um, at 18 or something, 18. And then Drexel? Uh, Drexel, acceptance rate. Yeah, Drexel's not that hard to get into. Um, let me see. Yeah, it's 74. So, like, honestly, as long as you have decent SAT scores and decent GPA, you can get into Drexel. Huh. And yeah, I don't, Drexel doesn't even need SAT scores anymore um, for anybody that's still interested in going to Drexel um, and getting that co-op experience. Do you find that people that do the co-op experience have higher paying jobs afterwards? 100%. Like, I know so many people, like, genuinely, without the co-op experience, they would not be getting, like the $80,000 salary that they had after college, like everything, the co-op experience for all the students I know that have gotten good jobs out of college has been so much related uh, to Drexel University's model. Um, I think like it, it is the co-op experience. People are not getting work experience. I mean, maybe some people do internships here or there, but the, the, the co-op experience is like so integral to the opportunities that students get outside of college. Yeah, no, I think I think that really encapsulates everything. You you make money during college, and you make more money out of college, um, in in combination with with everything that you're studying. So, I those those are kind of all the questions and the ideas that I wanted to talk about from my end. Um, anybody else in the audience? Um, oh yeah, I can I can type out the college name. So it's Drexel University, which is located in Philadelphia. Um, mm -hmm. And then you have Northeastern, which is in Boston, right? Yeah. Now, anybody else in the audience have any questions relating to co-op? The co-op experience questions specifically for Olivia, what she's doing in her co-op right now. Um, anything like that, we'll, we'll leave the, a little bit of silence is always good for thinking. So we'll leave that open to anybody that has any more questions. And you can just type that into the college chat text. And while people are thinking, oh, if you just explain one more time for the new people, what is the difference between a co-op and an internship? I, I think that's pretty integral. Yeah, of course. Um, a co-op is where you work full time for six months and uh, typically you're getting paid for it. an internship. You may or may not get paid. It's typically for three months. Got it. And it may not be full time also. You, know, you can be doing an internship like for 15 hours a week versus a co-op experience where you're working full time 40 hours a week for six months. Got it, got it, got it, got it. And she asked, um, do you get you get credit for a co-op, as in for graduation? Yes. Mm -hmm. So whatever whatever um, credits you need to graduate, Shira, at the end um, at the end of college or university, um, your co-op experience is going to add exactly 
Alifia, do you know exactly how many credits it counts towards? I don't know exactly, but essentially, like, like you should be covered for graduating if you do the co-op program. Got it, got it. So basically, whatever it's college course you would take. Sorry? Again? Uh, whatever, yeah, yeah. So whatever college course you would take, um, a co-op would naturally uh, put in, be put in place for all those credits that you'd gain. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Alifia, do you have any do you have any final thoughts? And for any for anybody else that if you have those questions, keep them rolling in as Alifia is wrapping up her thoughts. Do you have any final thoughts um, or comments or suggestions for anybody thinking about doing a co-op and whether it's right for them? Um, I would say my final thoughts would be is if you're serious about getting a job after graduation, I would apply to Drexel Northeastern, see if the finances work in your budget, and then literally just attend there. Genuinely speaking, like I know so many students who go to other universities, and not saying that those other universities aren't great, but to get an internship or even a full-time, you know, six-month working experience is so hard, and it's genuinely a unique advantage you can't get anywhere else. Yeah, definitely. We'll let, uh, we'll let for the next five minutes or so, anybody else has any other questions as you guys type, just take your time and Olivia can answer them, FAQ style. Adam was asking that Drexel and Northeastern are the only co-ops that, are the only colleges with co-ops? Yes, they're the only colleges with co-ops. Mm -hmm. In the whole unit, in the whole country? Yep. Anybody else have any other questions, comments, concerns? Okay, that's I. That's everything for me. Um, if you guys have any other com if comments or questions, and, and you want to talk with Olivia directly, um, the the notes that we put into the bio, excuse me, the notes that we put into the chat after every single college chat, um, the college chat Discord channel. Um, right above this co-op experience stage. Um, the notes are always posted later throughout the week. Um, it includes Olivia's contact information and her LinkedIn if you want to connect and chat with her a little more. I'm sure she'd be happy um, to answer any guys, questions you guys have because at the end of the day, the co-op experience only benefits you guys in the end. But with that being said, um, thank you so much. Thanks for everybody for joining in. The recording and the notes are all put out much later. Um, and yeah, thanks for tuning in.